This segment is brought to you by Real Wealth Group. Whether you're buying a home or looking to refinance your existing one, Real Wealth Group delivers exceptional service with the lowest rates. Grow your wealth so you can enhance your life. Get approved today. Go to realestatetalkshow.ca and follow the link to Real Wealth Group for details. Well, everybody, you know you're famous when. I mean, you have that one name, and everybody knows you by that one name. But these two are extra famous. You want to know why? Because they each have a name. I don't think it matters which one you call because they synonymously both kind of respond. So who do I have? Well, Colin and Justin, my boyfriends. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Hey, hello there. Good How are you? Let's talk about what you're up to. So you're right now. I can see there's stuff going on behind you. There's a reno project. Let's start there. And I think uh, Sharon Donaldson, when she was here last talking about the Cottage Life show, uh, you guys are doing the slanty shanty. You need to explain what that's all about. It sounds like a dance, doesn't it? You well, know, join Colin and Justin for the slanty shanty. A little more than that, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of hip shaking in it. And, uh, <laughs> there is a lot of shaking in it, actually, because um, we're, we've been filming um, season two of Colin and Justin's Cabin Pressure for the Cottage Life Network. Right. Uh, it's on every Sunday, nine o'clock, so don't miss it. Okay. Um, but we bought ourselves a slanty shanty, a nice little kind of house, a tiny little classic cottage in Halliburton that sits on a 45 degree angle hence the name slanty shanty like that so literally really, literally dipping down but you know we looked at so many houses cottage um cottaging is really really easy if you find the right house but it's really tricky if you find the wrong house so we got ourselves in tour with a really good realtor so we looked at the best part of 40 or perhaps even 45 cabins and every one of them had a bag of problems that we couldn't see our way through mm. but there was something about the one that we did like which is this slanty shanty on drag lake um, listing as it was to 45 degrees to one side, we had to lift it up. And you can see if you watch the show on Sunday night on Cottage Life, but if you watch the show on Sunday night, you'll see that we literally had the house lifted 20 feet off the air to dig down a, a proper basement, get rid of the piers. Mm. And we added a living room, a bedroom, we added a laundry, an electric room and a mudroom. So it was the best advice our contractor could ever have given us. He said, speculate here, because even though you don't plan selling that cabin, it'll have a really big impact on the value. So we took his advice and that's yeah. Well, I mean, you're investors, let's be real. And you understand that. At the end of the day, a three season is never going to sell for as much as a four season dwelling. And when you've got sure. the bones, and a lot of people focus on the design elements, they focus on the cosmetic touches. But what you guys did is so key in terms of education. It's taking and finding that right property, Okay, and, and usually it's the property that you got to feel in love with. Then you got to look at that dwelling and say, okay, how can I make this suit our lifestyle? But what you did is you went a step further and said, okay, you know what? From a resale perspective, but also just from a maintenance perspective, having something where you've jacked it up, you've actually put a basement in, now all of your workings, now all of your electrical, all of the fixtures, everything underneath is secured and it's heated and it's sustainable. You're not going to have the same issues that you would have with a three season property because critters are a big problem. We do get a lot of condensation because we're four season. So, you know, breathing is great to have airflow, but when it's exposed like that, it's, it's just more expensive to maintain. It's more expensive to operate. It's not efficient at all. And more importantly, you'll never get the same amount of money as what you've just done. So that I love is because you're teaching people, here's things you need to consider. Well, you know, for sure, you know, and even that the thing you talk about a four season cottage, 
you know, what is a four season cottage? You know, you get out there and you start looking at the inventory out there. Yeah. Sometimes four season can actually be that there actually is a road that comes here. And that's the only thing it makes it four season. So don't assume that because it has four season written on it, you know, that actually, you know, the windows are going to be watertight, you yeah. know, and it's going to be properly insulated because you're going to be disappointed. You know, I think the thing about the slanty shanty, it really is an ugly duckling, but it probably was the most honest house in Canada because all of its scars were on display. Right. You know, there was nothing hidden here. It's not like we were buying a wolf in sheep's clothing. This was the full howler and you could see all of its problems, you know. So we went into yeah. this with the very open eyes, knowing exactly what we were getting ourselves into. So talk about how important that is for people out there that are shopping. Lots of people, this is their dream. It's a Canadian dream, but globally as well, people come from all around the world to take advantage of our amazing Canadian lakes. So we're very privileged and lucky about that. I think we take it for granted, like granted a little bit. But how important is it when people are shopping You've just brought out some great points. You can read and see on the listing for season. Well, it can mean something very different to a lot yeah. of people. So how so, and what should people do when looking and shopping for a cottage? So many of the cottages that are on the market have millions of hidden secrets yeah. and you've really got to know what you're buying. A, you've got to understand the lake. You can change everything about your cabin, but you can't change the lake. You can't change the position. So don't be put off by a cabin that appears really rough because hopefully there'll be some maneuverability and some negotiation in price. A, a realtor is really important. A good, trustworthy realtor that can really take you through the maze of what's available. You've got to spend a lot of time at that cottage before you make an offer for it and clearly have Having an inspection done is critically important. While we looked and loved our slanty shanty, we knew there were a lot of problems, but we had no idea just how many problems there were until we took ownership. Because even though we had a good inspection, you peel back the layers and you find all manner of other stuff. Who knew that mouse poop could have caused a massive rot problem yeah. in our ceiling? Because there had been so much mouse poop and so much mouse wee and raccoon wee and raccoon poop that all the woodwork had started to rot. So a ceiling um, that we thought we could save, an outside roof line that we thought we could create and protect had to be totally taken down. And on cabin pressure, our hearts were broken, Erin, because we fell in love with a cabin that turned out to be a completely different beast than what we thought we were buying. We bought a pig in lipstick, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, I you remember. See it all, yeah, well, yeah. you could see it all, but we didn't know that we were going to have to take as much of it away. Um, we actually figured that you buy 100% of a cottage and you end up normally throwing about 20 or 30% of it in a dumpster as you renovate. Yeah. With this cottage on cabin pressure too and cottage life, we bought 100% and we threw away 95%. The only part we could save was a part of the rear wall, a little bit of the side wall and the floor. Everything else had to be taken away. But the difference, boys, is that you knew that going into it. You had a better understanding this time around than your first time around on cabin pressure. Because I remember you were a little disappointed. You felt a, you felt a little wounded, so to speak, because you're very educated. You know what you're doing. I mean, let's talk about your history. I mean, you started off, literally, the two of you, you know, taking a, a, a flat in, in England and you renovated it and you did it again and again. And your, your dream was to get to over a million. I think you did that in how many episodes did you manage to do that? Ten flips? 
Um, we did it in seven. You know, um, we we Hello? had a house for £100,000, which was the national average in Britain at that point. Crazy. And within seven flips, we sold the last one for £1.4 Um, You know, and so we learned a lot yeah. about property renovation, you know, and I think, um, and, we, and we still flip properties, you know, and we still have quite a portfolio of other properties. But I think we're now at that stage, you know, whereby, sure, we've been kind of property investors and we're interior designers. And it's nice to try and fuse those two yeah. things together, you know, and I think having a cabin gives you a perfect opportunity opportunity to do that because it is an indulgent buy you know it is escapist it is about you know leaving the city getting close to nature but at the same time you know you drive for two hours three hours to get out of the city and so many cabins let's face it are a disappointment you know and we love the idea sure you're going to reuse some old furniture that's great but come on, can you give it a lick of paint? Could you reupholster something? You know, could you even use it in a different room so that you create a different look? And I think that's something that we listen to um, cottage uh, users, cottage owners from season one of Cabin Pressure. We listened to what they had to say um, and then we acted on that. You know, so here, here in season two, we spend our money wisely yeah. on the build, on the construction, you know, and making sure that we're on solid ground, that the house is good. But then we actually recycle loads of pieces, you know. So we take the old dock, which is lying half in the water, half out. All the flotation <laughs> has gone out of it. So we take that apart and we make a headboard. For yeah, the bed. fantastic. Um, you know the, t- the giant TV mast aerial, the TV mast that's on course. the back of every cottage? Yeah. Um, we cut that down because Justin thinks it looks like the Eiffel Tower. Um, so we turn it into a floor lamp. We cropped the top part off, added that shade. And all of a sudden, we've created a completely and singularly unique product. I love it. You take recycling to a whole new level. But we have to take a short break. We'll be right back with Colin and Justin.